Government has allegedly revoked permission for power ships to provide electricity to South Africa. The Department of Environment, Forestry and Fisheries uh, said that they revoked the directive that was granted to car power ship for activities linked to the emergency generation of electricity. The department uh, verbally approved the request on the 26th of June this year. Now, following receipt of confirmation that all environmental requirements would be met, the directive was confirmed in writing on the 6th of July 2020. So for more on this and trying to understand exactly what's going on, we joined on the line by spokesperson for the Department of, um, of Environment, Forestry and Fisheries, Mr. Albi Modise. Thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Updated Noon. Sakina, good afternoon and uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, Mr. Modise, perhaps uh, worthwhile going back and just uh, getting a better understanding, firstly, of uh, the company Car Powerships and who they are, what exactly do they do, and the agreement that they entered into with the department. Well, Car Powership, uh, Sakina, it, uh, it's, an, it's a company that uh, was going to provide uh, electricity to augment the the current uh, supply by ESCOM. So part of the application was largely based on the fact that with the outbreak of, or rather with the uh, the COVID-19 outbreak, the challenge of energy supply to different hospitals came up sharply as one area of concern. And Kapawa uh, Shibrada, they came through to say they would want to be allowed to proceed with this exercise. And of course, the verbal agreement was purely based on the fact that uh, they would be able to get other confirmations, as you correctly pointed out, in terms of uh, authorization. For an example, we would allow those you know, uh, interventions purely from an environment uh, point of view. But, of course, you would need to get uh, authorization or the permit from the Department of Minerals and Energy in terms of the energy uh, provision, but also you would need to engage, among other parts authority, in terms of the, the vessel docking there. So there's a whole lot of other activities listed that are part of the provision of electricity. So ours was to say we are going to grant you authorization, though verbal, uh, purely because you said it's emergency. But it then emerged that uh, actually there was just no need for that at all. But why did the department think there was a need on the 26th of June, given that we were and still are in a lockdown situation? And especially in the earlier parts of our lockdown, uh, there was less supply, uh, rather demand for electricity supply. So why did the department think that we needed this? Look, firstly, we, we operated under the emergency, sorry, not uh, the disaster uh, regime with the declaration of the state of a disaster. Um, and, and, and secondly, the, within that space, the, 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 the law allows you to, for example, if the army wants to do construction of emergency bridges, you go and use Section 30A of the National Environment Act that allows you to do constructions that are aimed at uh, you know, saving lives. So informed by the same principle, the, the realization was that ESCOM had not at that point could not make a commitment that there would be no uh, power interruption uh, that would have uh, adverse effect in terms of the electricity supply to hospitals and healthcare facilities. And we, when an application like this came through uh, orally, we, we then gave them an oral um, uh, approval. But that oral approval was dependent on a number of things. Um, firstly, was the fact that they needed to make sure that 
they, as a company, had been able to meet the requirements in terms of energy supply from the Department of Minerals and Energy, from also the Port Authority in terms of the vessel docking at the airport, at the at the at the harbour, and all of those things. So, but subsequent to that, it emerged that the company had actually applied for a for a directive in advance while they were actually preparing themselves for the implementation of the IRP. And which we felt was going to put them in an unfair advantage. You know, our 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 giving them the thumbs up was purely for provision of energy during the state of disaster, and we didn't want to in any way uh, give anyone an added advantage over other companies. Hence the withdrawal, because we felt that some information was withheld from us. So between the time when you entered into that verbal agreement with them on the 26th of June and the 6th of July, was that the time during which you actually discovered this uh, so-called discrepancy, if you will? True, true. And and there's been engagements with them. Um, we, of course, wrote to them to say that, look, we will not be able to proceed with this. We are revoking uh, that uh, authorization we have given you. And, and I think the company then accepted that uh, indeed the department has done that. And we, there's cogent reasons that were presented, as I correctly spelled out, that, you know, when you apply for such emergency requirements, you need to be very honest. You need to locate your intervention in terms of how it's going to supply energy to uh, augment the current supply. But, of course, that on its own doesn't give you the power to supply electricity. It just enables you. You need to firstly make sure that you have also engaged, among others, the energy regulator, ESCOM, and everyone who's going to ultimately allow you to convey or to connect onto the national grid. That's the next question. Uh, so, Mr. Madise, this is obviously an energy matter in the main. Mm-hmm. So, please Absolutely. explain your department's involvement and also what is your current relationship with this company, if any? So in terms of the work of the department, Sakina, um, big constructions, whether it's uh, construction of uh, power stations, uh, bridges or dams, they need to be authorized uh, from an environment authorization perspective, purely to make sure that there's no less damage to the environment. And in areas where such construction happens in sensitive areas, what are the mitigating factors you're going to factor into your plans? So this particular intervention was so that when the vessel ultimately docks at the at the harbor that when they dig up for the cables uh, on the on the on the on the beach area that the, the impact on the on the on the environment is going to be minimal so our authorization purely is from an environment point of view it's just to allow them to proceed with that so like i'll give an example for example with the army when there is constru- when there is a disaster when they have to direct the temporary bridges to ensure that people are able to cross certain areas, whether it's flat or whatever, would offer or use Section 30A to do that. Ordinarily, Section 24 of the National Environment Management Act, it's what you would use where you apply, there's a scoping work done, it's a longish period. Uh, in a state of disaster, you don't have that long period. Use such regulations to kick in, to authorize, to augment the current supply, which, what, which is what we thought we were doing until we learned that uh, it was not actually that, and we didn't want to in any way find ourselves caught up in a situation where a company gets an unfair advantage over certain companies. Hence, we withdrew that particular authorization. But, but, but the unfair advantage, how does that relate to your department's mandate? Look, it relates to our mandate because we offer, firstly, when you apply for, for Section 30A, you apply for it based on the fact that you already have engaged other, 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 other organizations. 
like in this instance, I spoke about the National Air Regulator, that spoke about uh, Department of Minerals and Resources and Energy. So we didn't want to, uh, to, to proceed with that. At the point where it, it emerged that the company had also applied for, for, for an IRP. So we were going to allow you purely on the basis of having done the things that you said you, you, you would have done. And they had not done those things. They had not gotten any approval from, the, from ESCOM, no approval from the post authority. And in that instance, it meant that uh, they were actually, you know, they should have gone through all those processes and for us to be able to come in. So we don't want, we didn't want to get involved in that. We revoked it and we gave them an option of, uh, of appealing. Uh, but of course, the company had indicated that they have accepted the notice, and they, have, they don't intend to challenge the department's decision to revoke the verbal directive. Mm. So initially, you said one of the reasons that you had engaged them was because of uh, the power crisis in the country and power supply to hospitals, etc. Especially during this COVID period, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. crisis still exists. So, what are the contingency plans that you have in place? Look. Sakina, our, our, our role is to make sure that the, the application, even when it happens within the emergency segment of the NEMA, the National Environment Management Act, that individuals who make those applications are, are honest, are fair, they don't withhold information. In this instance, we don't think that is the situation. Like we said, that the company had not disclosed some of its bigger plans. I mean, for us, the issue was that of course, ESCOM had not been able to guarantee an interrupted power supply. And for us, it was an area of concern. So when, when you apply for, for such uh, proposals, you, the one area we look at is the economical benefits. So to say that in this instance, PowerShip was going to be situated within the strategic economic zone. And we, we said it meet that target. In, the, in, in terms of environmental, we looked at the fact that you know, it was part of the green energy supply, which fits into the National Development Plan 2030, which advocates for the renewable energy supply. We looked at the social element and we thought, we thought there's social justice in the whole thing. But however, the, the brutal truth is that much as you would want to look at those elements, there are other considerations to look at. And like we say, we, we realized that the company had um, applied for a verbal directive in preparation mm. for a possible implementation of the IRP. But we what's, don't the want social, to get in that. what's the social justice in contracting a Turkish uh, company to deliver or supply electricity to South Africa? Look, we, we, don't, we don't contract them. A company comes through to say we want to do this and you apply here. So we don't ask anyone to come and apply. So a company can come and say they want to construct a power station in, in, in a particular area, right? So we would come in where they would apply because the law says that for you to erect such a power station, you need to have environmental authorization. So you'd apply for environmental authorization. The application for other elements in terms of uh, licensing by the power regulator and all the others would sit with certain organizations. So we, you would come to us for authorization when it comes to environment, not for you to operate as such. Mm. And any other such cases uh, that we should be aware of? Any other uh, uh, contracts that you've had to revoke of late? Look, we, Sakina, we, we're looking at, we're going through all of the recent approvals because obviously in a situation where you respond to national challenge, there might be those who smuggle their own proposals uh, to take advantage of the, of the environment. And, and, and the minister has asked that we work closely with uh, the enforcement team to make sure that every single project that we've worked, that we've had to authorize using Section 30A, that indeed all of those qualified to be licensed under Section 30A.
We'll have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, spokesperson for the Department of Environment, Forestry and Fisheries, Mr. Albi Mudise. What an interesting development, car powership. And uh, this, of course, they were going to supply energy, um, as in electricity, uh, from these power ships that uh, dock off the coast. But then that was uh, the agreement that was entered into was revoked. And we did try to get uh, word from the company themselves. But as I said, they are Turkish-based and unfortunately haven't been able to uh, get any sort of response up until now. But should we at any point hear back from them, we'll certainly hear their side of the story as well.